You're listening to Juno Afternoon. I'm Shelley Delaney, and it's time for Garden Talk with Ed Bayarski. Hi, Ed. Good afternoon. How's it going today? Well, not as hot as yesterday. It hit 86 at our house, which is, I think, the hottest I've ever felt. But for one day, I think in Sitka, it hit 87, oh. 20, 30, 30 years ago. Wow. Yeah, it was clear, it was sunny, it was still, and it was definitely warm yesterday. A little bit cooler today, but um, it, it hasn't been that cool. It's been pretty pretty hot for the last, uh, at least the last week or so. Um, and yeah, long stretches of, uh, of hot weather and, and, um, and sunshine. And you have a lot of thirsty plants on your on your property. So what are we going to talk about today when it comes to watering? So yes, the watering and what needs watering and when, how to tell if it needs it or doesn't need it and what we might do. And certainly I'm lucky enough that I've built up my soil over the years that with lots of organic matter is what we started with and keep adding to it with compost, horse manure and more. That helps hold moisture so I don't have to water much. And you saw yesterday, garlic, I really don't want to water at all until we harvest it three weeks from now. We'll see if Mother Nature cooperates on that one. But lots of other stuff, the big leafy greens, the beet greens that you saw, carrots, peas, uh, cabbage, cauliflower, broccoli, all that. Even so, I'm watching carefully and giving it a little bit of water. And ideally, we water some, let it soak in, and then we can water some more. Don't water to the point of runoff, whether it be for erosion or really losing nutrients, leaching out too much nutrients. Like sometimes Mother Nature does not show the restraint that we can. Hmm. So when it comes to a crop like garlic, how can you tell if it needs water or shouldn't or doesn't? Well, with, with most any of them, uh, most any of the plants, you'll see wilting. And some plants, go ahead, go get her, Abby. <laughs> Hi, Abby. My dog is alerting to people in the yard. Um, you know, we see wilting. And for some stuff, uh, like the plants in my greenhouse that I know that I just watered last night, um, they're going to wilt because they can't pump the water out fast enough out of the ground. I have, I have honestly never seen my garlic wilt. I have not watered it to speak of over many years. But using, you know, using my handy dandy water sensor units on one or the other of my both hands, um, poke a finger in the soil, dig a hole in the soil, see if there's moisture there or if it's really, really dry. And if it's really dry, water it. Doesn't matter what time of day that is. We don't worry about the old wife's tale of a little drop of water on a leaf is going to act like a magnifying glass and burn the leaves. Go ahead and give it some water. Mm. And like I said, if it's really, really dry, sometimes you're better off wetting it down a little bit because really dry soil can repel water. Um, so water it some, make the rounds, hit your potted plants on your deck, hit the hanging baskets that really, really dry out fast, and then make your way around again and do it a second time. And some of those, especially if you're growing a lot of stuff in pots, lots of people do, uh feel the outside of the pots and especially if they're black pots they can get really hot a friend of mine just mentioned she was actually tying old towels around some of her black pots 
to try to keep them a little cooler. Um, again, that the hotter it is, the faster the water evaporates. Yeah, so I've always, uh, just out of habit, I guess, not because of an, any old wives' tale, I don't think, but I usually just water in the evening when things cool off a little bit. Um, I always felt that that was best for whatever reason, but you don't think, you think it doesn't really matter? They should be watered when they need it? You pretty much. Yeah, water if they need it. And the other thing is, you know, there's good and bad about watering in the evening. On the one hand, you water then, it's cooling down, so you're not going to get as much evaporation. On the other hand, especially if you're watering on the leaves as opposed to maybe running a soaker hose or drip irrigation, you're going to be getting water on the leaves. And then there's the potential for fungus growth on the leaves. So sometimes you water in the morning, the plant has that moisture to use to soak up uh, during the day, but as well as the leaves dry out, dry off before nightfall and when the humidity is going to come up anyway as the temperature drops. One more thing too, when to kind of remember when watering or if you're thinking about um, fertilizing, and this, much I hate to say it, applies to lawns too, that four letter word that I avoid mostly, um, that uh, if you want to fertilize, you really want to have, you don't want to be have really dry soil. And so again, moisten it first, uh, then if you want to use some liquid fertilizer, again, it's going to soak in better. If you're going to use some granular fertilizer, like for lawn, lawns or if you're broadcasting across plants, you want to wash off the granules, the fertilizer granules, off the leaves of the plants. Because those, depending on what kind of fertilizer, if it's especially the chemical fertilizers, can potentially burn, uh, chemical burn the leaves. So, and we don't want that because it makes them unsightly. Uh, also. Which plants do you find uh, tend to be the thirstiest? Like which ones would you prioritize in hot weather? Usually the big, the ones with big leaves. Uh, I mean, on the one hand too, there's a contrast say between lettuce and cabbage. Lettuce have very thin leaves. They really, really do pump the moisture out um, compared to cabbages, which have much thicker leaves and very waxy coating. I mean, you can, wa you can watch when you water over these plants that the uh, cabbage leaves repel water. I mean, it, it washes right off. Of course, it aims it right down to the soil where it's needed, right near the base of the plants. That's good. But again, for that lettuce, uh, for both reasons, that watering, especially overhead watering, can potentially lead to the center of the head, and even if it's a loose leaf, lettuce, uh, more moisture being held in there and potentially some rotting to happen. So again, if we can keep the water down right at the soil level, that's beneficial, keeping it off the leaves. Um, in, our, in a greenhouse, uh, again, same thing. You can have soaker hoses underneath plastic mulch that does both keep the weeds down and the water underneath there doesn't evaporate so quickly so that you don't have more moisture in the air and you don't have to water so so often. So one plant I can think of that has enormous leaves is rhubarb. Do you water rhubarb or is it okay on its own? Usually the rhubarb has, if your rhubarb is well established, it has deep and long and wide spreading roots. So that's a big advantage for it. Rare, I don't think I've ever watered rhubarb other than when I have transplanted it. 
but that goes to then it kind of leads to trees and shrubs newly planted uh ones that really need consistent watering during that this first summer of their having been planted um you know if you they they can die if you don't water them much because if they've come out of a pot they don't have a big root system to to collect the moisture from surrounding soil so we have to supply that for them once they're in the ground and have been there two or three years root they get lots of new roots to spread out again they are less uh less worried we are less worried about having to water them more so but that for this first year definitely water them um we transplant have i have transplanted um the rhododendrons recently and they transplant real well they've got a very fine tight root system but then in the transplanting they've lost their outer roots so they have to be consistently uh watered and again, that's where mulch, you know, wood chip mulch, bark mulch can really help keep the soil moisture more consistent and it benefits the plants as it slowly breaks down. Excellent. Well, that is really good advice. Thank you for answering my questions about watering. And with the last couple minutes we have today, would you uh, give me a little report on what you're harvesting and eating right now and also what uh, second or third crops you may be planting? Um, the lettuce, let's see, we're in, I think we were talking yesterday, I'm on third, fourth crop of lettuce, not eating it all, but different stages for, we've, we've harvested the first crop completely. Uh, the second one will be ready for starting to harvest next week. And we've got little ones and littler ones and really small ones coming. So hopefully the lettuce, I may have to do one more crop yet for late summer into the fall. Uh, we're harvesting uh, kale and uh, rutabaga greens. We're harvesting, um, yeah, the, lots of lettuce. Peas are just, next week we'll be eating peas. Um, berries are starting, blueberries, salmon berries, our first strawberries have come out. So there is a lot. Herbs, you know, we've been harvesting herbs too, sage and oregano. It's looking good. There'll be a corn report maybe in hopefully early August sometime to see how that is going along with our green beans and cucumbers and tomatoes. I, I highly anticipate the corn report. <laughs> well, Ed, thanks so much for the talk today. Really appreciate it. I'll let you go so you can get back out there. Okay, thanks. Have a good weekend. You as well. KTOO's Garden Talk with Ed Byarski is sponsored by Don Abel Garden Center, locally owned since 1936, offering building and garden supplies to both commercial and residential customers throughout Alaska. More at donable.biz.